On today's Thoughtful Techie Cloud episode, we're going to talk about cloud computing simply explained. But first, we got to talk about what is cloud computing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Cloud computing is the on-demand delivery of IT resources over the internet with pay-as-you-go pricing and allows you to access resources on an as-needed basis from your cloud provider, like Amazon Web Services. Let's look at these bullet points a little bit deeper. On-demand delivery of IT resources over the internet. And the nice thing about this is, in the olden days, you used to have to spend a lot of money up front to buy a whole lot of infrastructure. What cloud has done is allowed you to spin up resources when you need them, as opposed to fronting a whole lot of cash up front. Hence the bullet point on-demand delivery of IT resources over the internet. Second item is pay-as-you-go pricing. This means you only pay for what you use. It's utility-based computing. For instance, when you use your electricity at home, you don't get charged for electricity unless your lights are on. The same holds true for your cloud provider. Now, let's dive into some of the benefits of cloud computing and break those down. The first thing I want to talk about is speed and agility. But before we talk about that, I'm going to take you back to my data center days. I worked in data centers for a number of years. Data centers are big, huge buildings with lots of servers and computers and infrastructure and air conditioners to keep everything cool. And there's a lot of power and lighting and power distribution units and cabling and, and racks and cages and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it is extremely messy. And back in the olden days, when you had to spin up a new project, there was no such thing as spinning it up. It was pretty much hurry up and wait. When I was a sysadmin for a project, I remember in particular, I can give you an example. I had a storage array that was approaching almost, I mean, it was getting close to 100% utilization. And I brought it up to my manager at the time and I said, we need to do something about this because based on how we're growing, we're going to bottom out here at some point soon. And what I had to do was go to a procurement website, spec out a piece of hardware, then send that over to my management for an approval at the time, have them take a look at it, have them, have them get the budget approved, then place the order and then wait several weeks. Then this particular piece of equipment, finally, after multiple weeks, hit the shipping floor. I went and picked it up, took it out of the box, racked it up, hooked it up, imaged it and all this other stuff. And I mean, weeks and weeks and weeks went by. This is not speedy and this is not agile. Cloud erases all of these headaches of the past. And if you need more storage, more servers, or any other computing resource, you can get it on tap instantly, fast. And when you're fast, that means you can also be agile. You can head down one road, but if you need to pivot, you can pivot very quickly because you don't have all the burden of the technical debt when you used to have to buy a whole bunch of infrastructure. So speed and agility allows businesses to innovate very fast. And if anything changes, to be able to pivot elasticity. And I really like this one. 
what happened in the past before cloud computing existed is that you had to size your servers for peak storage for peak network for peak because everything was very brittle. There was no going back after the fact to fix it because once you bought a piece of physical hardware, that was it. The only way you could scale it more than that was just go buy more hardware. The cloud doesn't just allow you to scale up. And that's why we call it elastic. Not only do you just want to scale up, you also want to be able to scale back in. Kind of like the elastic when you're wearing sweatpants. Let's say you have a big meal. That elastic allows your stomach to expand to make room for that food. And then, you know, scale back in once you fully digested everything. So elasticity allows you to do that as well. You no longer have to plan for a peak workload. You just scale up when you need to. And then when that demand that's being placed on your workload subsides, get rid of that extra compute. Now let's talk about the cost savings of cloud. I kind of alluded to this earlier. Let's talk about CapEx versus OpEx. Let me break this down for you. Capital expenses versus operational expenses. Capital expenses are back in the days of the data center when you were getting ready for a project and you were putting together a quote for everything you needed. You might have had tens of thousands of dollars worth of servers and equipment and cabling and connectors and all this stuff. Then you had to go for the approval, similar to what I was mentioning earlier, and run through that long, delayed process and invest a huge amount of cash up front. So unless you had deep pockets, this was very problematic. Imagine for a second if you were a startup or solopreneur and you had to fork out all this cash and you're not even sure if your idea is going to work. You might be a lot of money out of luck because you've got all your capital tied up into something you're not sure is going to work. Now let's flip over to operational expenses. Operational expenses aligns better to the cloud, sometimes also referred to as variable expenses. And what this does is it, it aligns with what I was mentioning earlier in the sense that the operational expenses align with pay for only what you use. So if you're using a lot of servers one month, the bill might be a little higher. If you're not using a lot of servers the next month or the next day, everything returns back to normal and you're not being charged for what you're not using. This is a lot better than forking out a whole bunch of cash up front because capital expenses usually leads to a lot of technical debt long-term. Technical debt is when you've purchased a whole bunch of servers and you no longer need them anymore after three to five years and they're just kind of laying around. You have to figure out what to do with them. Now let's talk about the concept of economies of scale. Your cloud provider, like Amazon Web Services, their scale is so great that they can offer you services for cheaper than you can procure them yourself. Because remember, you when you maintain an on-premises infrastructure in a data center, you own the whole stack, including the building, including the people that need to maintain the data center, the power, the cooling, all these things. But in a cloud world, you're only subscribing to a service. 
and your cloud provider has economies of scale to be able to offer you compute for pennies on the dollar, depending on what it is. Number four, deploy globally in minutes. Let's say you have a workload that you want to start off in North America. Let's say you put it over on the East Coast. Let's say you put it over, yeah, on the East Coast. Your service becomes very popular and you want to expand over on the West Coast. Traditionally, in a data center world, you'd have to do a site survey. You might have to do construction or you have to go through some really involved process to lease a co-located facility. But with the cloud, guess what? The compute power is already there. AWS, for example, has cloud infrastructure across the entire globe. So when you want to spin up your application in another area of the world, you can build your application out on AWS's global infrastructure literally in minutes. This is going to make you so agile and move with such speed that it's going to be very challenging for anybody else in your respective market to compete with you if they're still in a data center. And as the saying goes, all good things must come to an end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'd like to encourage you if you made it this far, guess what? You can join my AWS cloud community. Simply text AWS to 213-516-6306. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.